This is Canada Reads American Style, featuring two friends who love Canada Reads and Canadian literature. Welcome our host Rebecca from Michigan and Tara from Ontario. Hi everyone, it is Rebecca and Tara, and today we're going to talk about a subject that we actually, I got the idea from a post or a video that Jolene, Bookworm Adventure Girl, did about DNFs, but I want to first ask Tara, how are you doing? What's up? I'm good, Rebecca. I'm good. All is going along smoothly. I have to say it's been a good week. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, what are you, and you're good too, I assume. Yeah, and I'm good, but I feel like I'm being jerked around a little bit because they told us the last snowstorm was going to be big mm. and it wasn't. Although yeah. we ended up, I ended up with a solid inch and a half of ice on my driveway and I couldn't leave my house for three days. Yeah. And I had crampons, you know, those things you mm -hmm. put on the bottom of your shoes. The only way I could check my mail. Thank yeah. God I had them. But they're telling us this weekend we are supposed to have eight inches of snow. So we yeah. shall see. Yep. Yeah. Us too. Overnight too, like very quick, like a quick dump. Late Friday afternoon, Saturday morning done. So we'll see. Yeah, see. and I and I will say too that when I was trying to get rid of all that ice and all that buildup, I broke my shovel. So tomorrow, mm. first thing, I'm going to go get a new shovel. So I got to yeah. be ready. Got to yeah. be prepared. So got to be ready. Um, in the meantime, what have you been reading currently? Yeah, so I was telling you a little bit that I have been in a bit of a reading slump. I think I kicked ass when it came to getting my Canada Reads books read because mm -hmm. I'm all done, and I was done by. I don't know, like mid-February or some crazy yeah. thing. I mean, I actually finished pretty early. And so this weird reading slump means that I am reading like five books right now. Wow. Five. So this is not normal for you, right? To read five books at the same time. Correct. Yeah. I never, I'm a one reader, one book reader at a time. And so this is just crazy. So here's kind of what I'm doing. So well, two of them actually are things that you said. And so I'm kind of trying this style out, which I'm reading Scars okay. and Stars by Jesse Thistle. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That one I just sort of pick up and read a poem or two. Yeah. And then the other one is Braiding Sweetgrass, which you also... Mm -hmm. So tell me what you had said about reading bra Braiding Sweetgrass, because I thought that was really helpful. Oh, like how I read it? Yeah. Yeah. So I would read it maybe one essay, because it's a collection of essays, almost as like a palate cleanser between books. Yeah. And I enjoyed it that way. Would you just like read one or did would you just let the moment take you and read like one or two in a row? Or did you really kind of like, how did you do that? I would go in the moment. Like I wasn't strict that I'm like, I must only read one. It only has to be after I finish one book. I think it was just, sometimes it fell in between books. Like usually it fell in between books. Sometimes it would just be the reading the moment was the right time for just a a quick essay or a shorter essay, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would get in one or two essays. So it was a little, like, I don't think I read more than two essays at a time. About how long, do you remember at all, like, how long it took you to complete that book? Oh, I would say a couple of months, actually. Okay. I'm wondering now, I have my book journal beside me, and I'm wondering if I can find it and tell you exactly. But it wasn't a quick read. Like it wasn't, yeah. um, I read fiction or nonfiction in the mornings. Yeah. Right. And so I can usually get through one nonfiction book in about a week. Mm -hmm. I did not do that with this book. Like it wasn't a, 
it wasn't my morning nonfiction. Yeah. It was, yeah, actually I have it right here. It was more than a couple months. I started in December of 2020 and finished it in August. So it was like a really slow read for me. Okay. That gives me a little bit more hope then because of what I'll say in just a minute about that. But yes. Okay, good. So that's the other thing I'm doing. And then I started the Ted Kennedy biography by John Farrell. And I have to tell you, it's just under 600 pages, the actual text. The book is longer with all the footnotes and stuff. But I could not put it down. Mm. However, I was reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then I looked down and I was on page like 16. And I I was like, oh my God, (laughs) like this is going to take me four years to read this book. I did the same thing with the Hillary Clinton book. I was like, oh my God, it's so good. And you're reading, you're reading, it's like five pages. I'm like, seriously, five pages. That's all I've read. Yeah. And it's funny too. The reason I decided to read it was because I uh, read a review about it. And then I actually heard the author speak and I just, it just really grabbed me. I'm not a real political reader. I'm a political junkie, but not, I don't read biographies or Mm -hmm. autobiographies or anything, but I just really... I'm going to have so much to say about that book eventually. But anyway, so I started reading that and kind of set that one aside because then my hold came in for the house in the Cerulean Sea, which Mm -hmm. you were talking about. And you, so do you want to just mention that one at all? Because you got me wanting to really read that one right away. Yes. So that one was by TJ Clune. It's a couple of years old, I think. And it's a... An LGBTQ friendly book about found family, really. I, I, I would say that essentially, wouldn't you? From what you've read, I've just yeah, I just kind of started it, and okay. so I've yeah. got. I still think I have like a little over two weeks left uh, before I have to turn it in. And that one, there was a hold on it. Still, I got it as an ebook. Okay, but the one I'm really reading, sticking to, is Moss Flower by Brian Jakes, which is the second book in the Redwall series. So it's a kid's oh, book. Okay. And I just, you know, it's that whole, you know, sort of world building, the animals are being tortured by some other bigger animals, and they're yeah. having to fight together. And and there's just something really fun and relaxing about reading them. And I thought, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm in this weird slump where I'm reading sort of five different things, which is not my norm, yeah. And it's almost like I'm trying to find my pace again. And yeah. And part of it is it's okay to hit a reading slump. I know some people mm-hmm. really stress about it, but sometimes I might go two weeks and not read anything. Yeah. And I just let myself feel that. I just go, you know, right now I just don't want to read and it's okay. Yeah. So how are how are you with reading slumps? I'm I'm fine. I'm th- like I think we'll go will return to me in a minute. I think yours is like you're coming down off a high, like you're in a bit of a hangover Yeah. after your Canada Reads books, because you really enjoyed most of them. Mm-hmm. I'd say four out of five of them, but you even enjoyed the reading experience of all five of them to a certain mm-hmm. extent, right? Yeah. And now mm-hmm. you're just kind of like, whoa, I'm on a, th-, and you flew through them. Yeah. And I think you're just in a bit of a hangover, like a big, burp. there you and go. You, yeah. I like um, that. And a hangover. Yeah. Yep. Uh, have I had a slump? I haven't really had a slump, except I would say in the early years of motherhood, parenthood. Mm-hmm. That's when I had a bit of a slump. That were there were years there where I didn't read month for months or something just because it wasn't a priority anymore. Yeah. So, and at the when I did have a moment of quiet, it was more that I just wanted vegetative entertainment on tv or something right so yeah and 
you know, you just, same thing. You just get through it. All of a sudden it's, I think it was the Outlander books that got me back into reading. Oh my, my gosh. I know. Outlander, those things are, they're like bricks. They're huge. Uh, yeah, but. And that's what you got you addictive. Wow. Yes. I tried reading one, the first one, one time. I sort of got it. And it was hilarious because, again, as every, well, some people may know at this point, I don't really like big books because I feel intimidated <laughs> by them and I have a short attention span. And so I started to read it and like in the first 20 pages, I said, yeah, there's no way I'm going to make it through this book. <laughs> like, I'm like, let's not kid ourselves. And not only that, I, I'll start a book in a series and go, yeah, I'm good. And then just never come back to the rest yeah. of the series. So I was like, don't even go there. No, well, everyone has their own path, right? Absolutely. And that's, yeah. you know, that's the thing that kind of takes us into our next topic, yeah. which are DNFs or did not finish books. And I could be wrong, but I think a lot of people don't like to talk about their DNFs maybe because maybe it's a popular book or something that everybody loved and somebody yeah. else, you read it and you're like, eh, didn't really care for it, couldn't finish it. And so I don't know if people just don't talk about it or if people power through. What, what do you think most people do? <laughs> I think a lot of people power through books because we were even recently when we got together a few weeks ago when we met up at the bookkeeper in Sarnia. Mm -hmm. My mom and my aunt joined us. Yeah. And you asked them this specific question. And they both said they will read the entire <laughs> book, even when they're not enjoying it. They have even both told me yeah. recently about this one book that they both read. They both really disliked this book, told me not to read it. They said, we're not even, because usually we have like a little exchange going. So they'll, they, they are, they were insistent that they were not giving it to me because they were like, don't read it. They both read it. That they is both hilarious. completed it. Yeah. Right, do you feel like you could tell us what the book is or you don't want to say? I think okay. it's fine. It's the, oh my gosh, except I'm drawing a blank. His name, the astronaut. The John Glenn? Nope. The no. really famous oh, Canadian, the Canadian. Oh, yeah, astronaut. Yeah. That's right. Oh my gosh. I'm drawing, drawing a complete blank. We'll have it, it in the was, show notes because yes. I do remember you guys talking about yes. it now. It yeah. was his like thriller or mystery, like his most recent one. I think his first like novel. Yeah. And I think he's getting a second one. I think there's going to be a second one actually. But And I, I do remember both of them saying yeah. that. And, and it's so funny because I feel like they are close to my age, you know, mm -hmm. and it, they're so funny because I keep thinking... I always look at it like there's way, I don't have that much time left on this planet and I am not going to waste time on something I'm not yeah. enjoying. And here they are just power through, powering yes. through it. It's so funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really funny because when they both don't like something, they will tell you that they don't <laughs> like it, but they won't stop reading it. I think they're hilarious. It's really funny. And I hear more and more people say they they will just, they'll like, let it go. You know what yeah. I mean? More people. Yeah. And which surprised me because when I was younger, I would just, I would read it no matter what. If I started it, I would finish it. Yes. And then at a certain me point too. in my life, I thought, I'm not just going to, I'm not going to waste my time. So. Yeah. I think I did the same thing. It's only recently, I would say in the last 10 years, maybe that I will mm -hmm. not, that I will DNF a book, that I will not finish it. And I think part of it is due to my like um, English degree. Because there are just some books that you have to read, right? Like mm. if you have a, a syllabus uh, for a course, like those are the books that are going to be discussed, that are go you're going to be tested on, essays, whatever. You have to read them. 
And I remember reading books that I did not enjoy. Yeah. And I wow. think that kind of sticks with you, right? That you have to do it. Wow. You know, but, that might have been what, that might have been partly what, because I think it was about the same point in my life. That, that might have been the same reason why I did that. Because in when I was in college, there were things, you know, you had to read as a yeah. requirement. Things that maybe you wouldn't read on your own or that you didn't necessarily enjoy. And maybe that was why I, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Huh. Yeah. So how do we want to do this? Because I have way more DNFs than you have. <laughs> you do. Because I'll be honest, I actually do not, having said that I will DNF a book, I mm -hmm. do not have a lot of DNFs. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know if it's luck. I don't know really what it is. If I say that I that I choose books well, then that sounds like very like I'm being very vain and snooty that I'm like, oh, so good at choosing books. But and maybe there's just a little bit of luck into it. But I like in the last two years, I have two DNFs. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah that's so absolutely I, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that you go ahead because you have more. Yeah. Right. And what is your time frame for these that these DNFs? Oh my God, this is embarrassing because this is just uh, in the last couple months. Okay, <laughs> so I have, I have <laughs> no, six. I just like to compare. Okay, I have wow. six in the last See? few months. I find that fascinating, though. Yeah. Anyway, so here's some of well, my most recent DNFs. So the National Book Awards came out, and I wanted to read the short list. So there was a book called The Town of Babylon by okay. Alejandro Varea. Yeah. And I started it and I really did like it. So that one could be a, I'll come back to it later. Just wasn't, okay. I think I was reading something else at the time. I think I might come back to that one. The next. Why do you, before you move on, why do you think you stopped it then? If you were enjoying it, what made you stop reading it? Because it came through as an ebook and then another book came in that was physical. I don't remember what it was. The book that's physical right in front of me, I'll yeah. almost always pick that one up first. Oh. And I think I just had gotten this one as an ebook waiting for something else to come in yeah. and then went ahead and started reading it. And I do think I'm okay, going to go back. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm going to go back because that one felt like one that I definitely still want to read. Yeah. So. so that was more of a DNF because of time due to time constraints rather than the actual book itself. Correct. Okay. The next one is Making a Scene by Constance Wu, who's the actress who was on Fresh Off the Boat, which I never watched, but oh, yes. I saw her on an interview and her, the way she spoke about her book, her memoir, I thought, oh my gosh, I love memoirs. This sounds kind yep. of fascinating. There was some, you know, I think a sexual assault in her past. There was the whole Me Too movement. There was a lot of stuff in it. And I thought, sounds really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Well, I get the book as an ebook. No, I get, take that back. I get it as an audio book, which I was kind of interested in hearing her, you know, read her story. Oh my gosh, bless her heart. I could not read that. I mean, listen to it. It was almost like I was listening to a high school girl tell me about her latest boyfriend. It, it yeah. just was so not anything I was interested in. And so I flipped forward to the parts that I wanted to hear. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, it just did not work for me. And I DNF'd it. Yep. Next one is A Snake Falls to Earth by Darcy Little Badger. And she wrote a lot so way. She's an indigenous writer in yes. the United States. And you read a lot, soy, right? I loved a lot, soy so much. Yeah. And this one again, it was the same thing. I had it as an ebook. Something else came in physical. Ended up just letting it go. Hundred percent, I'm going to go back to reading this one because okay. I do yeah. love her. I love her. Okay, that's good to hear. Yeah. Next one is Cold Comfort Farm by Stella Gibson Gibbons. Sorry, Stella Gibbons. 
She wrote it in 1932, and it's basically about this young woman whose family dies, and they had money, but then when everybody's dead, she finds out there is no money, so she has to try to worm her way into some other distant relative who can support her, and she doesn't want a job. There was this long history of reasoning why I wanted to read it, but then I actually started reading it, and I was just so, I hated her as a character. And they had made a a show, a a BBC, you know, PBS series about it back in the, I don't know, 80s or something. Yeah. It sounds familiar to me, the name of it. And I loved it. I loved the series. It was so funny and it was so heartwarming. But the book left me cold and I went, you know what? I'm not enjoying it. I'm going to stop. So I did. And I will not go back to that one. The next one is The Arenda by Joseph Boyden, which was the Canada Reads winner in 2014. And Wob Canoe, who we both love. He defended it, and I started to read it, and Mm -hmm. then because I always like to know a little bit about authors, Uh I looked up a little bit about the author (laughs) and found the controversy about whether or not, which it sounds like he's not, he is not Indigenous, but he sort of claimed to be Indigenous. And I want to read the book, but I will say that that took a little bit of bloom off the rose for me. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever read it? No, I haven't. And I've had so many people recommend it. Yeah. So it's a book I've wanted to read. And I'm having the same thing as you. Like, it's just yeah. like a little like, oh. Yeah, because what it's about, and I won't go into it, but you can look it up. People can look it up. But it sounds fabulous. Yeah. So I'm not sure that I will go back and read that one. So. Yeah. My last one, which is the one I told you would oh, perhaps yes. this surprise is a book you. That I like. Uh, you liked it. Many, many, many people liked it. I cannot wait to find out what it is. Okay. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. You know what this will be, though? What? At the beginning, when we first started podcasting, mm-hmm. we said that we had never read a book, the both of us, that we didn't disagree on. Oh. This will be the first book. This is number one. Okay. Yep. Let's hear it. Sleeping Car Porter by Suzette <gasps> Mayer. What? I know. Isn't that wild? That is wild. And I'm not going to read it. I can't. I have to tell you, I started reading it. I was really excited. You liked yeah. it. Our other friends, Sarah likes it or liked it. And then Colleen really wow. liked it. All of our friends, everybody but me. And I started reading it. And I even remembered how people said, you know, the book is sort of like the rhythm of a train moving the way a train moves. And and I thought, oh, I love the concept of that, you know, yeah. and I started reading it. And again, I have a short attention span. So I would read a page and I would look at my phone. I would read a page and look at my phone and I wasn't making headway at all. And I thought, you know what? This just does not, I don't know why. It's just not grabbing my interest it. at all. And I know it's not going, like the other ones that I can tell yeah. you, I, I'm hundred percent going to go back and read those because I started reading them. I liked them, but the timing wasn't right. But this is a true DNF. I know. So there that's our first disagreement. Yes. <laughs> yes. I am gobsmacked. I really am. It I was know. this was not what I was expecting. I was expecting like, uh, gosh, I can't like maybe one of, of like a more mainstream book yeah. that I had read and liked, or maybe a bit one that was maybe a bit more romantic comedy, something like that's what I was expecting. Yeah. I was not expecting you to say this book. So tell me, wow. 
tell me if you remember, because I know I often read a book and then I can't remember a lot. But yeah, that's yeah. tell me what you loved about the book. I mean, if you can remember a little bit about yeah. what well, you loved about it. One, I know that I loved Baxter, right? Was his ma- the main mm-hmm. character's name, I believe. I did love Baxter. Yeah. I loved that it was a part of Canadian history that I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. She uh, weaved in this like supernatural element to it, which I think comes later in the book. Okay. Um, because he, you find out that he's a big reader, but he, what he really likes are the uh, like a sci-fi fantasy books oh, of that okay. of that time, like that genre. Mm-hmm. And at one point, because the job, one of the requirements of the job is that he's almost on call 24 mm-hmm. seven, the passengers on the train and these trips that they go on are days long. And there happens to be an incident uh, near the end of the book where they're stuck, they get stuck. So the, mm-hmm. the trip becomes even longer. So he's sleep deprived. So I felt that I could feel his sleep deprivation. Like I'm like, I, I, know what he I mean we've all gone through brief periods of sleep deprivation but like his was so intense and the way that she described it Mm -hmm. and then he started because of this sleep deprivation started having these um uh, hallucinations Mm -hmm. that also uh, that I can't remember exactly I'm not going to comment on what they were because I can't remember but I just remember like I felt like it was a physical sensation that I felt like I was reading. Like, you know, I'm like, I could experience that. Yeah. So I loved that. Yeah. And I think it's partly, you know, I was thinking about even because there's no quotation marks and things like that in the book, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. I, I do struggle with books that aren't sort of standard in that mm-hmm. way. And, you know, small game hunting was that way. And I yep. had to, plus I knew going into it that people didn't, a lot of people didn't like it the way it was written. So I, I think I went in with the mindset of, oh, I'm going to like this. Yeah. I'm going to get through it, even though other people have said they can't. And I just got into the rhythm of it. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this one, I think part of what maybe threw me off was that everybody loved it. And I'm sitting here going, okay, I just, I don't get don't this. Get yeah. Yeah. It just wasn't hitting, hitting me. So yeah, my, that so was my, interesting. that was my big DNF that I actually yeah. kind of went, Wow. Like the other ones I go like, eh, but this one I thought, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, couldn't get into it. That's why I think I felt like I was saying, this is your true DNF. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, well, wait a minute, plus the Constance Wu, plus yeah, the yeah. other one. But I'm like, this is the true one because I'm is like- This the shocking one. This probably. is the shocking one. This is the one that I would have thought you would have liked this book too. Yeah. Yeah. This one I kind of feel like I just missed the boat on it. It just isn't yeah. for me. But again, as a mood reader, I can pick something up. Yep. I'm just not ready for it in that moment. I'll come back to it. Now you have you have two over the last, how many years? 10 years or something? <laughs> two, two years anyways. Because I think before that, I well, I didn't go any further back in my reading journals. But so I have two. Um, my first one, which was, yeah, back in 21, 2021. So as I've mentioned before, I do like a little challenge each year to read the Giller long list for the previous year. Or the, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like to go through the long list. Yeah. So in 2021, I did not finish one of the, uh, it, it was actually shortlisted for the Giller as well. Ooh. I know. I know. I was really shocked. And it was the Glorious Frazzled Beings by Angelique 
Lalonde, mm-hmm. which is a collection of short stories. And oh. um, I think I read, I even put it in my notes that I got about to, I'm, I'm such a dork. I have like a little dated note going, I'm about 50 pages in and I'm considering not reading this book, <laughs> but I'll stop for a day or two and then I'll go back to it. And then I had the next day, I'm done. I have no, <laughs> I just went, I tried picking it up and I'm like, I just wasn't feeling the writing style. Yeah. It, there wasn't, I remember there wasn't enough narrative. Like I just felt it was just a description of a scene or something. And they were weird scenes for me. Mm-hmm. I hate saying that. For, I'm going to say for me, because yes. everyone, there's every book has a reader. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And so um, I did not care about what was being written about. Yeah. Yep. Now, with that one, do you know, I don't know how many stories you actually read if it were 50, if it was 50, yeah. into 50 pages. However, was there like a, a theme of the stories? Like what was, do you remember anything about what the kind of overall no, theme was of I the book? I do not. Yeah. But I do remember, so just my impression, I think the last, I feel like I got maybe two or three stories in. Mm-hmm. And the last story that I did not finish she was just describing, uh, looking out of the window of this little cottage and seeing like this weird witchy character mm. crawling around on the ground. Mm. And then I feel like that witchy character started having sex with something or some, I don't know. Yeah. But I was just kind of like, I don't get this. I don't know why Yeah, I'm reading this. Yeah. And that's when I just went, I think I'm done. Again. I think you and I feel really strongly about this. Every book has a, has its own readers. Yeah. I mean, people who absolutely will go to the mat and love those books. And some things just don't resonate with us. And I think that's okay. So yeah. I don't think you were being harsh. I think sometimes it's frustrating because you have an expectation, especially if it was on the short list, yeah. that you're going to go into this and you're going to love it. But sometimes yeah. when it just hits the wrong way, yeah. it just it just does. And so. it's weird because I... I it's not like I don't like weird stuff because I, I read across yeah. a lot of genres. Yeah. I, it, you know, weird stuff will not stop me from reading it. And it may be that if I were to pick up this book this year or mm-hmm. like in six months, I might actually really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But I don't feel inclined to pick it up at the moment. Like, you know, I don't feel like I need to revisit it. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting now that I think about it, I think that's why you don't have a lot of DNFs because you do read across almost every genre. Like there isn't mm-hmm. anything you wouldn't read, I don't think, right? Erotica is probably the only thing I'm not interested in reading. Yeah. What about Westerns? Like, would you read a Western? Uh, I will not search out a Western, mm-hmm. but I have read one or two that I enjoyed. And we read I Am Billy the Kid, so. Yes, I Am Billy the Kid. And there was another one. I, I'm not going to be able to remember. It's a Canadian author, and it was his first. Oh, The Sisters Brothers. I can't remember. Patrick, I cannot remember the name of the author. But that was a few years ago, and that was a, a Western, and I loved it. So I think that's why you don't have DNFs, because I think that you are really open-minded, and, you know, you'll look for the good in a book. I think I, I 100% believe that, because... Mm-hmm. I know how you feel about authors and their and their craft and, and what they put into it. So that's probably it. So I think if you've had one or two in two years, I think I think you're good. I think you're okay. okay. <laughs> I truly do. 
<laughs> Thank you. Because now I'm now I'm like, oh, now I feel like I'm like, oh, maybe I should give her another try. And maybe I would still, having said that, maybe if I won't revisit this book, I might revisit something that this author re- wrote. Oh. Like if she wrote something new, I might give that a chance. Yeah. Okay. So you had another one? Yep. And my second one is one just from last month. Oh. So a very recent one. So I have enjoyed a couple of Kristen Hanna's books. Have Mm -hmm. you, are you familiar with her? So she's an American author. Yes. Yep. And does more. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. It's, it's like romance, right? Uh, I would call them historical fiction. Oh, okay. All right. I have not read uh, Well, at least the couple that I have read. Mm Mm-hmm. They're a more historical fiction with elements of romance, for sure. Okay. But both of them, so I read The Great Alone, which is set in Alaska in the 1970s, which I, yes, I loved it. And then the other one, I think, was The Nightingale, which was a story of two sisters in World War II, France, I believe. I can't Hmm. remember this country. And both of them, at least twice in each book I was a sobbing mess like a ridiculous sobbing mess yeah because I was loving and enjoying the moment so much and then it got so sad and I kind of like sad things occasionally yeah so anyways so that's been my experience with Kristen Hanna so I haven't read her most recent book but I decided a couple of months ago or like maybe in January to revisit or to visit her back list So Mm. I went to the library catalog and just randomly chose one of her older books that was Mm. available Mm -hmm. at our library. And I got it out and it was on Mystic Lake, which was from published in 1999. And I read maybe 60 pages Mm -hmm. and kind of went, I think I'm done because it wasn't it wasn't the same kind of book. It wasn't a historical fiction. Mm-hmm. even though it was said, I think, in the 80s or maybe present-day 90s. But it wasn't a historical fiction. It was more of a, a woman who is now, like, my age in her 40s. Her husband announces one day that he is in love with a 28-year-old woman mm-hmm. and wants a divorce. She becomes deeply depressed, goes back to her hometown to stay with her father, and I know that she's going to meet the high school crush that got away and I like I just I reached a point where I'm just like I'm not invested in her story and I think I know where the story goes anyways and I had another book sitting on my thing and I just was going I think I just want to get through this book so I can get to this next book and then I was like wait a minute then why am I reading this book yeah if all I'm thinking about is the next book yep then I think it's time to close this book and part ways so do you think maybe she started out like her earlier catalog was maybe more sort of traditional romance kind, and then she yeah. eventually morphed into more historical fiction? Do you do you have a sense of that at all? I don't like I didn't have a sense of that, but I'm wondering now if that's what it was, if that's mm-hmm. the case. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you said her name and obviously I've been a librarian since the early 90s and stuff. So that's what I was wondering is if... uh because when you mentioned her name, I thought she was a romance writer. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm wondering. But the ones you mentioned, the the ones you really enjoyed, those actually sound like something I might enjoy myself. Yeah, especially The Great Alone, the one set in Alaska. I think you would really join. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would. I yeah. think that's definitely one I want to look into. So, yeah. 
And again, I will, it will not stop me from reading her more most recent book, mm-hmm. nor future books. I just don't think I'm not going to dig into her backlist as deeply as I thought I would. Yeah. So I think, I think we have very legitimate reasons. Mm-hmm. I think it's always legitimate no matter what. But anyway, we have legitimate <laughs> reasons for DNFing books at times. Yeah. And I think it doesn't mean anything in terms of, you know, us like not liking an, an author or whatever. I think it's no. just, it's in that moment for whatever reason, it's just not working for us. And I think it's, I think it's fine to put it aside and maybe come back or maybe never come back. And yeah, because I wouldn't say the two books that I DNF'd, I would not say that they were poorly written. Mm-hmm. Like I would not be like, oh, this author does not know how to write a short story. They just did not write a short story or a book that uh, I wanted to read. That's a really good point because obviously with Sleeping Car Porter, they won yeah. the Giller Prize. So clearly yeah. that woman obviously knows how to write a book. I yes, mean, no and, question. Yeah, And same with the glorious frazzled being. She was shortlisted for yeah. the Giller. So she knows how to write. Anyway, so I, we would love, I, I think I speak for both of us. If somebody out there wants to share with us in our DMs or something about books you DNF'd, I would be fascinated to hear it. Because it does sort of give you a little bit of support to know that you're not crazy for, you know, letting a book go at times. Yeah. And also, if anyone has read Glorious Frazzled Beings and enjoyed it, I would also love to hear why. Like why you, what you enjoyed about the book and what I missed. Maybe I missed something. Yeah. That's a good Maybe point. I didn't give it enough of a chance. I don't know. I feel like 50 pages is enough to give to give a book to know whether or not it's for you, but maybe I missed something. That's yeah. I, okay, so if somebody reaches out to you, you have to let me know if they yeah, if they, yeah. If they tell you. So yeah. All right. Well, I think so. Th- anyway, shout out to Jolene for the subject yep, again. Thank you, Jolene. <laughs> we kind of troll her accounts, you know, her uh, her channel, her YouTube channel, and then get good ideas from her as well. So yeah, um, this was kind of fun to talk about DNFs because yeah, I think they're. Sometimes people will talk widely about them, and sometimes I think they're the dirty little secret, you know, the dirty laundry thing that nobody talks about. So, cool. All right. Well, we will see you next time. Yes. Happy reading. Thank you for joining us on our bookish journey. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing, rating, and reviewing Canada Reads American Style wherever you listen. You can connect with the podcast and Rebecca on Instagram at Canada Reads American Style and with Tara at On a Branch Reads. Until next time, keep reading.